0: to see the world from a totally different perspective ready for provocative conversation intriguing stories and inspiration then don't touch that dial welcome to talk with francesca she'll give you something to talk about all week long now here's francesca
1: Hi, everybody, and happy holidays. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca, your host, and I am really happy that you have tuned in. By the end of this hour, you're going to know a little bit more than you do now, so don't touch that dial. If you want to reach me, you can email me anytime at info at And if you miss part of the show, just go, hop on over to my iTunes page, where you can also listen to hundreds of other episodes of Talk with Francesca. My web address is talkwithfrancesca.com. And when you will only accept the absolute best in Italian food, great service, and an intimate setting, Terramia is your go-to spot. This portion of Talk with Francesca is sponsored by Terramia. All right, wear your mask. I know these masks are oh so cumbersome, but... We've got to wear them. So, Kate McCarthy of Kate's Masks has so generously donated several masks to you, my awesome listeners. So, send me an email quickly if you want one because they will go fast. She's on Facebook at Kate's Masks at Keep Me Healthy 20. And oh, they are so, so stylish. She's got one that's Betty Boop. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. She's sending it to me. I can't wait to open up my mail today because she says it's in there. Anyway, okay, you can also uh, purchase one. Okay, so you can purchase one for 5 bucks $3 postage if you don't email me quick enough to get your free mask. All right, then. Looking for a delicious housewarming gift for your socially distant ho- holiday gathering? Well, look no further. McSweet's has the most decadent candy imaginable. I know because I've eaten... Far too much of it. Hurry up and email me at info at talkwithfrancesca.com to get a jar the first five listeners will get some yummy candy and put yummy candy in the subject line. And one more thing, that's not all I have to give away. I'm giving away another $15 gift card this week to the Casual Cup in Braintree. It's an adorable little coffee shop that has more coffee flavors than you can possibly imagine. And so, so much more. Next week, I'll be giving away yet one more of these gift certificates so that you can see for yourself what a great spot it is. I'm giving away one this week, and then I'll give away one more next week. They have free internet there. Uh, My favorite uh, drink that they have there is called raspberry ginger tea. It is literally to die for. And it is so, so tasty, I cannot tell you. And they also, everything there is super healthy, and we obviously need all that right now. So, well, always, right? All right, the placebo effect. The definition is a beneficial effect produced by a placebo drug or treatment, which cannot be attributed to the properties of the placebo itself, and must therefore be due to the patient's belief in that treatment. So an example, a sugar pill that's used in a control group during a clinical trial. The placebo effect is when an improvement Of your symptoms are observed despite using a non-active treatment, and it's believed to occur. uh, It is believed to occur due to psychological factors like expectations or classical conditioning. So, with us this evening is Eric Vance. His book *Suggestible You* is about how the mind and the body continually twist and shape our realities. While researching the book, he was okay. Listen to this. Poked prodded, burned, electrocuted, hypnotized, and even cursed by a witch doctor, all in the name of science. Welcome back, Eric, to talk with Francesca. It's so great to have you back again.
2: Oh, thanks for having me, Francesca. It's a lot of fun.
1: So you've been blessed, cursed, and tortured in countless ways. And I even read earlier today that you even had your knee chewed on.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I did.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah well... Uh, that's an interesting one. So but let's start with you and a little bit about how you came to be so interested in this, and a little bit about your background.
2: Uh, well, I was, uh, I was raised in Christian science, which uh, some of your listeners might know is a, uh, a faith-healing religion where, um, uh, generally speaking, a lot of Christian scientists don't go to doctors. Um, right. That's not really a rule, but I think most people don't, and so I didn't go to a doctor until I was 18 years old. Um, and then uh, I sort of fell away from the religion, became a, a scientist and then a science writer, but I sort of kept this curiosity for, um, for this religion I grew up in and, and, and what was happening with some of the healings I saw in the community that I lived in and, and even in myself. And so, um, actually, I was at a conference and um, recognized one of... Speakers, who's now a, a well-known uh, placebo researcher, who himself used to be a Christian scientist, and I recognize the name, and, uh, and that just sent me down a, a, a long, many-year rabbit hole looking at belief in the body and how, how they interact. And I think placebos are one of the most interesting ways to understand how the body and the mind, um, even though those two things are really the same thing, I mean, you know, how, how what you believe affects what you experience.
1: You know, it's interesting, I was, uh, well, well, two things. One is, uh, years ago, I interviewed uh, Dr. Irving Kirsch. I don't know if you know who he is, but... Oh, sure. He's yeah. in the book. He's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so for so, so for our least listeners, well, you can a- actually also listen to that show on my iTunes page, but um, actually, it's probably very far down because it was quite some time ago, but he did several mega-analyses um, on... Um, the placebo effect of antidepressants and and he came Mm -hmm. to this um, scientific conclusion right that uh, I don't know if I'm I'm explaining it very well because it's been so long ago but that these medications were actually not that effective at all unless you were severely depressed and it was really much more of the placebo effect and um, so uh, on the tail end of this now, uh, the other part of this the story I'm telling is that I was um, actually having lunch with a friend not all that long ago. And um, her son was um, very depressed. And so many of his, his – teenage son uh, was very depressed. and And so many of his friends were on antidepressants, and he wanted his mom to – get him on antidepressants and she was really not for it at all um, but anyway the son kind of wore her down and voila she um, ended up going to her um, her son's doctor and getting her uh, her son on antidepressant well literally the next day after he started taking the antidepressant he was feeling so much better. well yeah supposedly it takes whatever three to four weeks. To get into your system, so whether or not that's true, or but even if it were, it doesn't take a day that much, you know. We know, so uh, you know, it made me think. Well, isn't that interesting? It's sort of like when you go to the doctor, and as soon as you leave the doctor's office, you always feel so much better. Always.
2: Yeah. No, no, you're you're you are so spot on. You're hitting a a lot of really interesting topics there. Um, uh, I mean. Uh, actually for a lot of people it's as soon as they go into the doctor's office and this has been seen in, in experiments where um, it's, it's soon before the doctor even sees you people start feeling better um, and uh, it's just, you can see the same thing uh, when you take up a, a pain pill a headache pill you know a lot of people when they take a pain pill um, immediately feel better and it and as you as you mentioned it, you know and pain it takes about 20 minutes to kick in and with most SSRIs yeah with the depression uh, drugs it it takes a while to, to really see the full effect, but um, the placebo effect doesn't just happen with sugar pills. It also happens with active uh, medications, as you mentioned in, in your description. Um, you can have a, an effect from a medication and a placebo on top of that. Oh, wow. And so what, what you're describing is definitely someone having a placebo effect. just just like someone taking a, a headache pill and immediately feeling better. Well you will get a drug benefit and, and at some point, but not immediately. And so what you're feeling is your own brain. Basically, in that case, probably what we call classical conditioning, where you've just taken so many pills in your life that your brain expects to feel better when it takes a little white pill. And when you take a little white pill, rather than... Um, Waiting for the, the drug to kick in, your brain just basically releases its own drugs
1: ah, to make okay.
2: the pain go away. Because your your brain has uh, opioids on hand. That's why opioids work. It's because they mimic things that are already in your brain, and so it has those 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 uh, those things on hand, and, and it just um, it just releases them. And so the same thing is true uh, with uh, with the um, de- depression. Drugs and and, and uh, there's a there's actually a classic group of things that are very highly placebo prone. Um, you know they, they include depression, anxiety, pain, uh, Parkinson's disease is a big one, stomach issues, and then there's a few other sort of lower down, including uh, autoimmune diseases and maybe some forms of addiction and even um, even asthma has a uh, seems to have be in that group. But those those are the classic things that respond to placebos and um so- and in the case of depression you know irving was one of the f- first people to really look at this and you know before this was well understood in the brain he was looking at this and what he and others have found is that a lot of depression drugs today would not outperform the placebo and it's not because they don't work as well it's because the placebo rate is just so high you know so many people feel better outside of the drug it's hard to tell if the drug is working if, uh, if everyone's getting better on placebos. Oh, so that it makes, it makes it very tricky.
1: Well, um, so, okay, Eric, is what I'm hearing you say then is that the brain actually self-medicates with its own pre-existing drugs? Is that what...
2: That's right. You <laughs> they, they call it the internal pharmacy. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's... You have... Your brain has a lot of drugs on hand, and it's a lot better at administering them than obviously we are, you know... Uh, uh, the brain is better than a syringe, and so um, and it's constantly using these things. I mean, your brain is constantly administering various, um, you know, hormones and and, and uh, endogenous um, drugs. We, we would call it internal drugs that it can uh, to keep a, a lot of different functions operating. Um, And sometimes it uses double duty. You know, dopamine is used for mood, but it's also, you know, used for digestion and things. Your your brain is very good at this. And so when your brain has an expectation that that something's going to happen, sometimes uh, it's easier to just, I always say it's easier to change reality than to change an expectation. So if your brain really believes something's going to happen, like when you take a placebo pill, your brain believes you're going to feel better, rather than changing its whole expectation around little white pills, it just makes the pain go away because it's easier, it's easier to have, you know, to change reality, just to make the pain go away and have that expectation fit than it is to say, okay, not all white pills make me feel better. That's, that's more work for the brain in, in some ways. And so that's what a lot of what the placebo effect is. It's, it's your brain trying to make its expectation fit reality. Does that but, make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. But then, you know, I – I take issue with that because you know if people are taking all these drugs and they're not really uh, really working and it's just you know what I'm saying the placebo effect this is very dangerous because drugs there's always one side effect with another side right right it's it's, it's just it's crazy it doesn't even make any sense to me it's it's I mean because, you know, I have a friend who takes like eight different pills a day. And I always say, why do you take so many? I have to. I have to take this for this. I have to take this for that. And it's like, no, you don't. You know, you can, you can instead of taking cholesterol meds, you can eat oatmeal for breakfast every morning. You know, but then that's getting off onto another whole tangent. But drugs, I mean, are, are not um, a slam dunk. I mean, you know, it's like the commercials on TV. You know, they advertise, take this, ask your doctor about taking this drug for X, Y, and Z. Now it can cause <MARUM> okay. and then the rest of the commercial is all about all the things right. that can that can go wrong. So, in, yep. right? So that's a little bit dangerous, yeah. wouldn't you
2: say? I mean, yeah. I, I think what's uh, what's different about your body self-administering drugs mm-hmm. is probably. I mean, for one thing, the amounts. Uh, you know, your your brain has very targeted and very fast in the way that, like, say, an opiate, you know, an opioid, endogenous opioids, um, we're not talking about, you know, shooting yourself up with um, a bunch of um, uh, opioids. We're talking about very targeted uh, um, releases in your brain that, that are part of, you know, evolution, it's part of who we are, <laughs> is, is all these chemicals swirling around in our heads, and a lot of them, we need them. So uh, a lot of this is... Um, and when you say drugs, um, we're not really talking about, you know, the sort of sledgehammer that I think doctors use. We're talking about uh, precision precision uh, scalpel. Um, and, and your brain really is good. The problem is, is your brain, it's, it's often temporary. And that's an important thing to understand with placebos. And it's also easy to abuse um, by people who say that they're healing you when, in fact, they're just giving you a placebo effect. So there right. are a lot of these things do bring up a lot of really tricky uh moral issues and um i don't <laughs> placebos do have side effects but um and, which is may sound strange to your your listeners but uh you can take a placebo pill and get side effects if you're told they have side effects. oh my gosh okay we need um, to
1: take a short break eric but when we come back we'll talk about yeah. exactly that the side effects of placebo so let's just stay with us here don't go anywhere
3: More Talk with Francesca coming right up on 95.9 WATD. Noticing fine lines and wrinkles? Skin laxity or stubborn areas of fat that just won't budge despite your efforts? How about increased anxiety and fatigue? What is your body trying to tell you? With the power of Powell, you'll be able to get to the root of the aging process and back to the best version of you. Jennifer Powell offers Botox, Sculptra, skin resurfacing treatments, volume restoration, laser hair removal, body contouring, skin tightening, nutrient IV hydration, and more. Visit her new location at 222 Webster Street in Hanover, just off Route 3. Call 781-421-6544. Or visit jlprn.com today to schedule your consultation. Jennifer and her team of specialists look forward to helping you understand your beauty from within. It's vital for dogs of all ages to have an understanding of socially acceptable behavior, and the folks at A Fox and Hound Harborside understand just that. The dedicated staff is well trained in a variety of services to enrich your pooch's well-being. A Fox and Hound Harborside offers puppy socialization and enrichment programs to help your new furry friend learn commands and leash behavior. Located on Lincoln Street in Hingham, call 781-385-7369 today. A Fox Fox and Hound Harborside, where dogs go to find their direction. The Casual Cup, located at 911 Washington Street in Braintree, is a must visit. With a sense of community in this busy season, you can expect to feel relaxed after a specialty coffee, a healthy breakfast or lunch. Everything is homemade and served with love from the super friendly staff. It's a must-go to stop for a quick bite or a casual meal with a friend just to catch up. My personal favorite? Homemade natural raspberry ginger tea. Pull out your computer if you feel like hanging for a while. And try one of the many made-from-scratch delicious foods. Visit them at thecasualcupcafe.com.
4: This is the
1: I'm Francesca Luca, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back, and we are discussing the placebo effect with Eric Vance, who is also the author of Suggestible You. Welcome back, Eric.
2: Um, Great to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: So, side effects of placebo. That's very interesting. Tell me more.
2: Uh, Well, uh, placebos... um uh, placebo is basically um, your body responding to um, an expectation of feeling better by getting better. You know, when, when your body, when when you when you expect something to get better, um, a, a placebo effect is just you're, you're, you're feeling that expectation. So there's something also called a nocebo, which is when you expect something bad to happen in your body, and that also happens. So when um, you know, when I say, if you take this pill. You know, it could give you a headache, or it could um, it could make you feel sick to your stomach, um, and it's a placebo pill. Uh, there is a certain slice of um, <laughs> slice of humanity that uh, that has that experience that feels what, whatever they're told they they will feel, and and in fact, when you're doing a um, a large study, um, you have to tell all the participants what the side effects are, and so when you're taking a drug, there are, you know lots of drugs have side effects, and yet uh, a you know, a large group, um, usually, you know, less than half or so of, of the people that you're uh, that you're studying are just taking placebos, and yet they can still have side effects. And this also manifests in things like, um, you know, uh, mass hysteria, or, you know, when, when people, uh, there's been sort of these outbreaks of, of diseases that actually aren't real, uh, and it's, a lot of it's based on fear. And it's really hard to study nocebos. It's really hard to understand, because, uh, a lot of the experiments you'd want to do would be really unethical, mm-hmm. like giving a Parkinson's patient a pill and saying, yeah, this will make your Parkinson's worse. Uh, you can't do that. That, no. that would be a terrible thing to do. Right. So right. It t- we don't know as much about them as we'd like, but we know they're real. We know they're very powerful. Uh, oh, yeah. They're very effective. And, uh, and in fact, some studies have shown that they're, even, they're more powerful than placebos and easier to create, uh, at least when it comes to pain. Um, mm-hmm. Which is interesting, you know. It, it, it raises the question: Is fear more, you know, more powerful than 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 hope in some ways? Which, you know, not to get philosophical, but it's it it, it does. Your body, we are we are evolved for fear. Like fear is a very important right. part of right. how we how we survived.
1: So, so tell us more. So, what are you saying?
2: Well, um, uh I mean, I think that, um. This, I mean, this comes into play, uh, you know, a lot with, uh, you know, with both when you're taking something and you're afraid of what you're taking and, and then that fear itself actually causes you harm to your body. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, the, mo- that's the simplest uh, side of this. But there's also, you know, right now there's just a lot of fear and anxiety in, in the country and in the world. Right. Um, yeah, talk that about affects, that a little bit. I'm curious
1: uh, in your thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, I mean, that, that also affects... Um, how people are experiencing uh, experience in the world. It affects our health. It, you know, it's not something that's easy to study. It's not something that's been studied very much. Uh, but we all know that, you know, depression, anxiety, um, these kinds of things have effects on, on our body, even, even if you think about something as mechanical as the heart, you know, I mean, No doctor is going to tell you that you should have a high-stress, you know, uh, high-anxiety job if you've got a bad heart. You know, these these emotions do have an effect on our health. And they also make us sometimes do, um, you know, make questionable choices like taking... uh, um, taking placebos, for example, in order to protect yourself from from uh, coronavirus. That's something that um, I've sort of been tracking in my spare time. I'm actually an editor at, at the at New York Times now, mm-hmm. um, uh, with Well. And uh, one of the things that I've noticed is uh, a lot of a lot of interest in um, in alternative medicines for treating coronavirus. And, and here we get back to placebos and understanding how expectation and belief. Um, you know, work together in the body, and and then how they don't, mm-hmm. and uh, and this is something that I think we're seeing every day around us.
1: What could be? What can people do um, who have the coronavirus? I mean, I know you're not a doctor, obviously, um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, so I don't know if it's actually a legitimate, a fair question to ask you, but um, you know, I'm just wondering what kind of treatments, alternative treatments, are people exploring. Um, both in, in building their immune in their immune system um, as well as if they get the coronavirus, how they can or or treatments that they 're exploring um, rather than traditional treatments to to help them out
2: that 's a, a great question well I mean I can answer that by telling you what what they can 't take um, and, and you know i mean I think you 're seeing a lot of um, a lot of very uh, um, Uh, Immoral companies selling things like Echinacea or elderberry is another big one. Uh, Copper um, that I've seen. um, There's a lot of different remedies out there that are marketed either to um, prevent coronavirus or to ease the symptoms of it. Zinc is another one. And zinc's a really interesting one because it does have some effect at lessening the severity of colds and even flus. Um, but it's not preventative mm-hmm. on those things, and it's and it's um, and it's really dangerous. This and, and I, I ran into this in my own book, looking at cancer, which is really interesting because um, a lot of placebos are very effective uh, against um, the symptoms of cancer, so pain, nausea, um, even depression. So you, you can you can sell someone say capsicum pills for cancer, and and, and it may make them in, in in the short term feel better. But they're not effective. The body has all these different chemicals to fight certain chronic conditions, but a tumor is not one of them. And so uh, you make someone feel better. And then uh, and, but the tumor continues to cause problems, and then they end up in the hospital nine months later, um, you know, or a year later, and the tumor is much worse, and they've sort of, you know, it was, it's too late by that point. This is something that's very tragic. I've seen it across the world. Uh, <clears throat> talking to doctors and patients about um, their experience. And the same thing is happening with COVID to some extent because, um, and, and the immune system is tricky. It's not like pain. Pain just responds to placebos like, like that. That's why most, a lot of alternative medicine, let's just be honest, You know, is, either is a placebo or does not outperform a placebo. And there's a certain point where if you can't outperform a placebo, you, you, you kind of are a placebo. <laughs> it's really, if you can't, Beat the placebo effect, even if there's something effective in there, it's just not. It, you can't call it a real medicine. So, what you see with a lot of placebos is, <clears throat> um, the immune system is, is a little tricky. Whether or not the immune system responds to your belief is still an open question. You can get rats to have um, immune responses based on their belief by basically training them. You know, they, they do these cool experiments where they give rats. Um, a drug that say lowers their immune response and then and then it's a sweet tasting um liquid at the same time and every time they get the sweet tasting liquid you know they, have, they also have this drug that lowers their immune response after a while you just start giving them the sweet tasting liquid and their their immune response will will um will lower mm-hmm. as you know just because that's what they've been conditioned to do so that's that's an example of sort of seeing in a laboratory now whether or not that happens with people and in reverse, right. so whether or not you can take something, believe it makes you have a stronger immune system, and then have a stronger immune system, is up for some debate. And I, I would not want to bet my health on my brain's ability to, you know, push my immune system up a little bit, especially not when it came to something like coronavirus. coronavirus. I don't think we have the resources in our body to fight something like coronavirus. Um, and it's very dangerous to to take uh, a placebo or something that's not that does not outperform a placebo like echinacea or elderberries to fight something in the hopes that your body will be able to muster a stronger response. It's just. I mean, it's it's just a very dangerous thing to do, about, and dangerous to sell that. Mm-hmm. What about um,
1: vitamin infusions? They're, you know, there's a lot of that going around lately. Mm-hmm. Um, is that you know, is that something that that is? Uh, is that, you know? I mean, vitamins are a huge, huge business, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, but how do you how do you know like what? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I mean, I think I think it, it makes because, sense to well, take a multivitamin a day, you know what I mean? But
2: I, <laughs> I hate to be like sort of a, a one-trick pony uh, and <laughs> I feel like that, but um, I mean, the cornerstone of modern medicine is the placebo effect. If, if you, you know, we really didn't have evidence-based medicine until we started comparing chemicals or, or you know, therapies against nothing, you know, against the placebo effect. And I think we, we have this impression that that uh, the placebo effect is nothing. You know, you're getting nothing, but in fact, there's a huge, um, there's a very measurable effect in your body from that belief. Okay, so if something doesn't outperform a placebo, um, it, you have to be, you have to sort of, it, it, there's this interesting line you have to walk. So there's nothing wrong with taking your vitamins. You're not taking vitamins. Um, as long as it's done with, certain amount of awareness. So if, if, if you take vitamins and they make you feel better, or you take echinacea and it makes you feel better, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, especially if you have something like terrible um, bowels or, you know, chronic pain or something that, um, uh, that that's a chronic condition. But at the same time, um, and vitamin infusions fall into that category. Most of that, those vitamins you leave your body. You, you, you pee most of it out. Um, it, they're just not doing very much. You get most of the vitamins you need from uh, eating a, a, a healthy, balanced meal uh, or a diet. Right. Um, but if you get relief from vitamins or from alternative medicine, there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Unless unless you're starting to put yourself in danger, um, unless you're... you're, you're You're trying to fight cancer with it, or trying to protect yourself from COVID. Mm -hmm. Then, then you have a problem. Mm -hmm. So, yes, vitamin infusions definitely in the placebo category doesn't mean they don't give people relief. And those people aren't crazy; like they're having real responses to these. But they're they're internal. I mean, these are and they're not even psychological. Some of them are neurological. These are real, measurable experiences. But they're not going to fight against COVID. Right, so right. Um, that's the danger. You have to walk a line there. Believe, trust, verify, maybe.
1: Eric, we do need to take another short break. But um, when we come back, I wanted to just talk a little bit about the CBD oil that people are just uh, going mad about. So, listeners, stay with us here. Sure. Don't go anywhere.
4: This is life.
1: This is Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. We'll talk more in just a bit on 95.9 WATD.
0: Your pets are family. Take your dog to the Dog's Den in Pembroke. Your furry friend will go from smelling crummy to yummy because Leah at the Dog's Den really cares. Whatever your pet's needs are, from dematting to extra scissoring, the Dog's Den in Pembroke has your furry friends covered. So call The Dog's Den today at 781-826-7008 or visit thedogsdengrooming.com.
3: Tides is beachside dining at its best, all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room in the pub can't be beat. Tides specializes in casual dining with food that's delicious, not pretentious on a warm day enjoy a frosty pint at their bar or their sun-drenched deck on Nahant Beach or enjoy an incredible meal in their dining room anytime. Tides guarantees you great atmosphere with superior service the menu at Tides is full of fresh high-quality seafood prime rib, chicken, pasta and pizza that everyone will love. Check out the drink menu at Tides for fun cocktails 30 ice-cold beers on tap and their well-rounded wine list with state-of-the-art tap wines. Tides is unbeatable anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. Visit tidesnahant.com.
0: Max Sweet's Gourmet in Braintree offers a variety of delights that bring a smile to your face and make your day just a little bit brighter. Max Sweet's Gourmet specializes in gourmet toffees like chocolate almond, gingerbread pecan, powdered pecan, and sprinkled toffee with no nuts. They also specialize in peanut brittle and nutritious, delicious granola. All of their items are at the local farmers market, but you can order your favorites directly by finding Max Sweet's Gourmet on Facebook or calling. 781 820 2818. That's 781 820 2818.
4: This is life don't miss it.
1: Now, for more talk with Francesca on 959 WATD. All right, we are back, and I am speaking with Eric Vance, and we are talking about the placebo effect. Welcome back, Eric.
2: Thank you. Great, great to be here.
1: All right. What is all the hype about CBD oil?
2: So, uh, well, CBD oil uh, is, um, is it's a really interesting chemical as you know it comes from um, the same sources you know, from marijuana plants and, yep. and uh, it's been used in a lot of different uh, therapies related to especially anxiety um, is it, a, a classic one. It's, it 's pretty commonly um, uh, used for um, for a lot of uh, uh, for a lot of minor or cases of of um, of uh, sort of generalized anxiety um, and it's even prescribed by uh, by psychiatrists um, so you know i don't want to say that cbd is a is a placebo it's a it's a it's a really interesting chemical that that we still don't fully understand what all the benefits are um what's interesting right now is that people are turning to cbd oil for their generalized anxiety which is i think very understandable um i think in some cases like this before all the data is in sometimes you you can take advantage of something like that Mm -hmm. people are also turning to it to protect them from coronavirus and um, and uh, COVID, COVID-19, and, uh, and that's where you run into some problems. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of mm-hmm. uh, companies selling CBD saying that it is effective against coronavirus. And, and um, I recommend everyone, anyone who's interested in this to go to the uh, Federal Trade Commission or the FTC's website, and they have a list of all of the warning letters mm-hmm. they've sent out. And the FTC sort of polices... Um, uh, advertising to some extent, uh, uh, and and when, one of the big areas they look at is sort of false advertising around health claims. Right. And um, I've talked to a, a number of people at the FTC over the years. and, You know, they've all said the same thing, which is, you know, they can only really address a tiny fraction right. of the stuff that's out there, and they just can hope to sort of make examples of bad actors right. so that people can see and people can understand. Um, the wider picture, because, you know, they can't go after everybody. And, and and if you go and look at their website, you can you can see, um, you know, some of the warning letters. They sort of sent out a warning letter, and then after that they may take up a lawsuit. And a lo- you know, there's a bunch of them that are aimed at companies promising protection or, you know, amelioration for, mm-hmm. um, for COVID or protection against, you know, coronavirus. And that's just unconscionable. I mean, you, you, right. You, right. <laughs> CBD is not effective against, um, right. uh, against COVID. Another, another claim that you see very often out there is sort of a lot of talking around flu and colds mm-hmm. and sort of hinting at coronavirus, you know, saying immune boosting and, and you know, viruses. And, and they don't out right. and out say right. that it protects you against it, but they hint at it. And that's also pretty bad. I mean, these, you know, as, as I said, you know, we know these things don't affect immune response. We know that the expectation in, in your mind can af- potentially, well, in rats, affect uh, affect immune response. <laughs> but it's still a lot to hang your hat. On. It's not very much mm-hmm. to hang your hat on uh, to hope that that's going to protect you from uh, a very aggressive virus. So, it's CBD is great. I think. If it works for you um, there's certainly a placebo response on top of whatever the effects of c b d are i mean there's just no way of getting around that's why it's so hard to study mm-hmm. Sorry, all these things are so hard to study because there's a lot of placebo in there, but i think c b d there's a lot of studies that show that it's effective against you know with with something like you know anxiety and a lot of these these uh, these issues that we're seeing right now, but fighting against the coronavirus? No.
1: No,
2: It's a really bad idea.
1: Right. Eric, why are certain conditions like, say, chronic pain, anxiety, and in particular stomach issues, more influenced by the effect?
2: That's a great question. And and in some ways, it's a bit of the, 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 I would say million dollar question, it's a multi-billion dollar question. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean... I mean, well, first I'll tell you why it's important. Um, and, this, you know, when I talk about placebos, it's not just talking about alternative medicine. This is also a huge part of, of you know, conventional medicine. Um, you can't clear a new drug unless it outperforms the placebo effect. That's why we don't see very many new pain drugs, because the placebo effect could be 40%, 50%. I mean, I've seen small studies where the placebo effect was 100%. Wow. Everybody who took the placebo effect felt better, or everyone took the placebo pill felt felt better. So you can't see if your drug is working mm-hmm. if if everyone's getting better on the placebo. Um, so the big question is why these conditions and, and and what's happening. And it looks like first of all, there's a number of different placebo responses, and some of them are just statistical. You know, like. You took it when you you took a pill when you're feeling bad, the worst, and then after the worst comes better, and so it's just a regression. Let's not think about that for now. What I'm interested in is sort of these self medicating properties in your brain, and what it looks like is something like pain, um, something like uh, depression. These are conditions where your brain has chemicals on hand mm-hmm. that can directly affect these things. So, and and the stomach issues. A lot of stomach issues can be related to things like, you know, uh, like dopamine is involved in, in, in stomach and uh, digestion. Um, it's, just, it's also a form of pain. So these, it seems like there's certain conditions where your, your brain has the tools on hand to fix them. So you look at something, you know, we talked about, you know, depression, but you know, where you, there's you know, serotonin, there's all these things your brain could, knobs that your brain could twist to make them better. Then you look at something like OCD. And for whatever reason, obsessive compulsive disorder, for whatever reason, your brain doesn't seem to have a lot of chemicals on hand to address that condition or, or Alzheimer's disease. And so the placebo rates are lower mm-hmm. for those kinds of conditions. And the theory is you, you just, we just don't have the tools in our heads to address them. And the ones where we do, you know, where you like pain, um, and Parkinson's is another great example because Parkinson's is simply a chronic disease. Deficiency in, in dopamine, and your brain has ways of getting more dopamine when it needs it. So you can trick someone, you can sort of trick your own brain into producing more dopamine, but it's very hard to produce something in the brain that gets rid of, you know, tumors mm-hmm. or something right. that you know, addresses the plaques in Alzheimer's disease. So you see what's most interesting about. Placebos is you see differences, mm-hmm. and we should be led when you're taking something that m- you see might be a placebo, and thinking that something might be a placebo doesn't necessarily mean it won't work. Right. They still might work on your body, but just keeping that little bit of skepticism um, can help guide you. So if, if your condition is something around chronic pain or, uh, or, or anxiety, then you can sort of explore these other options that might be placebos. But if it's something like covid if it's something like cancer right. um and that's even even a lot of heart conditions you know you you, you want to be probably you, you don't want to be hope you don't want to be taking a chance right but it is a placebo and that your brain right. simply doesn't have the tools
1: right. pa- to people well. experience pain very differently too, you know um yes. right I mean some people yeah. just have a much higher tolerance for pain. Um, so, you know, that's something well, to, uh,
2: it's, 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 a, you know, there's, there's a whole theory out there that says that like chronic pain is simply your brain not having turned up the, we'll call it the placebo response or the, or the endogenous response, the, the internal chemicals enough to make it go away. So it's not that there's something wrong with your knee. It's that your brain hasn't turned up the dial to make that disappear, which is a really interesting kind of provocative idea, but mm-hmm. you know... All of these things are controlled by almost uncountable factors in our brains. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, when you have pain, yours is going to be different from mine because there's a lot of different pieces, moving parts at work.
1: You know, I um, have from time to time on and off um, used acupuncture. And um, I had, this was uh, many years ago, but I'll just never forget it. I was seeing an acupuncturist for, I was having upper back pain, which, you know, when you think about it, um you know it's like text neck you know what I mean I mean all this texting and yeah. looking down at your phone you know I think chiropractors are having a ball with this right but anyway I just remember this upper back pain and it and I also was kind of aware I was doing a lot of online shopping I had purchased a new home and um and my, my upper back started really bothering me a lot to the point where I finally started seeing an acupuncturist well it wasn't getting better it really wasn't well, I didn't really, I didn't really trust the first acupuncturist, and um, I'd been seeing him, I don't know, a couple of weeks, and then he had an employee, a new employee who was just out of school, and this guy had like all the compassion in the world and was just mm-hmm. so gentle, so sweet, and I just remember saying to him, "Will this ever go away?" And he said to me, "Just it was like yesterday." He said, "Yes, because." Nothing ever stays the same. And you know what? I left there, and I never went back. The pain was gone. Wow. It was just because he told me that, of course, it would go away. And I believed him, and he had the compassion that I guess, apparently, that I needed. And, I mean, I don't know if that's placebo or not, but... uh, That's...
2: I mean, that's such a great example of what I'm talking about. And you know what? Good on him, good on you. Yeah. You know, like... That's just such a great story and and there, compassion goes a long way it goes, and a, that I it, it goes a,
1: a, a real long way. We do ne- need to take another short break, but when we come back, I want okay. to talk about nocebos. Okay, so listeners, stay with us here. don't go anywhere. This is life, don't miss it. I appreciate you hanging out with me. more talk on the way here on 95.9 WATD.
0: New England winters can wreak havoc on our vehicles. Sometimes, it's just not enough to wash and vacuum them. Sometimes, a full detailing is in order. Do you remember the last time your vehicle was in such pristine condition? Remember how you felt? It's time to get that feeling back again. A full detailing from Holmes Auto Detailing can get you back in the driver's seat. Call Holmes Auto Detailing at 781-871-0807. 781-871-0807. Their gift certificates and remote starters make any car cozy in the winter. Holmes Auto Detailing, 2110 Washington Street in Hanover.
3: Noticing fine lines and wrinkles? Skin laxity or stubborn areas of fat that just won't budge despite your efforts? How about increased anxiety and fatigue? What is your body trying to tell you? With the power of Powell, you'll be able to get to the root of the aging process and back to the best version of you. Jennifer Powell offers Botox, Sculptra, skin resurfacing treatments, volume restoration, laser hair removal, body contouring, skin tightening, nutrient IV hydration and more. Visit her new location at 222 Webster Street in Hanover just off Route 3. Call 781-421-6544 or visit JLPRN.com today to schedule your consultation. Jennifer and her team of specialists look forward to helping you understand your beauty from within.
0: Your pets are family. Take your dog to the Dog's Den in Pembroke. Your furry friend will go from smelling crummy to yummy because Leah at the Dog's Den really cares. Whatever your pet's needs are, from dematting to extra scissoring, the Dog's Den in Pembroke has your furry friends covered. So call the Dog's Den today at 781-826-7008 or visit TheDogsDenGrooming.com.
1: You're listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. The talk continues on 95.9 WATD. And we are back, and we are discussing placebos with Eric Vance, author of Suggestible You. Welcome back, Eric.
2: Thank you. It's been been fun. Uh,
1: Okay. All right. So most of us have heard of placebos, obviously, but not Nocebos, which you describe as a kind of placebo's evil twin. But before you tell us exactly what nocebos are, this is I, I was thinking about this on the way to the station. I'm thinking, hmm. Um, when I was a little kid and I would get a stomach ache, my mother would always give me Coca-Cola syrup because it would help my belly, she would say. And, of course, it did. So when I get a stomach ache, I will get myself a Coke. But the fact of the matter is, Coke is not good for your tummy. <laughs> but I, yeah, I no. right? My, <laughs> my doctor says, Coke is not co-, You know, I have the most amazing doctor. Once a year, I go see him for my physical. And, you know, I mean, he will ask me every question in the book. He's is no ordinary doctor. He'll take an hour and ask me everything about my spiritual life, to what kind of exercise I'm getting, to what I'm eating, y- you know, any vices, drinking, blah, blah, blah. And I would say, yeah, I like to have my diet Coke, You know, um, and no, Diet Coke is no good for you. But, and it isn't good for you, but in my mind, I think it helps your stomach. I can't get it out of my mind. And I just recently, it's like, okay, I really need to like cut down on this so i've been i've gone from like having a diet coke every day to having one like maybe two or three times a week but god forbid i get a stomach ache i'm going right after that you know that's that's my mindset you know but anyway i don't know if that's a nocebo or not but i just wanted to to share that little tip. Well, that is
2: that is definitely a placebo my personal is my mind's actually very similar to you when i when i feel sick or i feel gross a fizzy drinks yeah, is, well, yeah, is, is the fizzy drink, yeah. Uh, and I'll be honest, I mean, I don't want to burst into anyone's blood. And and you know what? Like, if you read my book, if you get into this idea, like, it won't affect your ability to have a placebo response. But I'll tell you right now, vitamin C probably isn't much of an immune booster. It probably doesn't do much for colds. But I take it oh, yeah. every time I get a cold oh my because gosh, yeah. there's something comforting in that. And there's and if you're going to harness your body's ability to to uh, yes. use expectation to your advantage. Why not? So I'm I'm as guilty as anyone else and I'm always oh. looking for my new placebo. Well,
1: I was going to that, ask you but I never got to it but you just shared it with us. Okay. All right. So you're just as guilty as the yeah. rest of
2: us. <laughs> oh, yeah, I no. not know. For me to say, I'm a, for anyone to say, oh, I'm above this. People always say to me like, oh, you know, like I'm, I'm not a, I'm not gullible but like echinacea really works. It's like, no. First of all, yes, you are gullible. I am gullible. We're all gullible. This is, a fundamental part of, of humanity like, It's a fundamental part of how your brain works See, I can't get away from it just Because I wrote a book about it Like, no <laughs> And I wouldn't want to Especially for something like You know Third day of a nasty cold And I just want to feel better And I drink a fizzy drink With some orange yeah. juice in it And oh, it's yeah. just You know, like Why would you want to lose that?
1: Well, uh, so that's, no. that's a good point You know, You know, the best thing to do to find out what really works and what doesn't I suppose but not that I'm suggesting anybody do this but give it to your dog I just (laughs) thought of it (laughs) like um I wish I could remember um, the name of this drug that the doctor gave to my dog when he got fixed oh I know gabapentin well so gabapentin must work because after he got fixed um, and he was crying and I gave him gabapentin. He fell asleep and she said it helps with the dog's anxiety because obviously he, some, he knew something was, was wrong and, um, and it'd make him sleepy. So I know that's not placebo. <laughs> so, right. So, right. Right. Well, so I guess if you really wanted to know if something worked, you could try it on your dog, you know, but I don't know about that.
2: It- Yep. Animals have been shown to have placebo responses. So, no way! You know, that's impossible. You, you can, especially <laughs> dogs. Dogs are so responsive to your emotions that uh, it's, it's actually often called a placebo by proxy. Little kids too, where you, if you're expecting something, they pick up on that. Oh, wow. um, and that's a yeah. And that's a that's a whole other thing. I mean, I, I, I one thing I would add to that is like some people take chocolate as, you know, as an alternative medicine, like, don't give your dog chocolate. No. (laughs)
1: Uh, Or grapes. (laughs) Or grapes, right? No grapes. No grapes feed dog no chocolate. Um, I know we we are in the last segment, I want to make sure that we get a couple of other questions. I feel like I could ask you questions forever. Okay, but what are nocebos?
2: Yeah, so I mentioned them earlier. Nocebos is when you expect something bad to happen. Right. And and they happen, and um, as opposed to something you expect, you know, you know, when you expect something good to happen and it happens, you know, I, I mentioned... Give us an you example. You can think of it as fear versus, uh, versus hope, you know, is is what I mentioned in the in previous all right, okay. uh, segment. Um, so are you talking so, about
1: something like a superstition, like a Friday the 13th, or well, walking under a ladder, that, that kind of thing?
2: That's a really great question. That's when it gets really interesting. So, you know, I can talk about lab experiments all day where you sort of, you know, there's great experiments where you sort of poke someone and you tell them that you know that you're doing something special to make them, or you're electrocuting them in my case and you tell them like you're doing something to you know diminish that pain but you can also do that experiment where you're telling them you're increasing that pain oh you know, we're gonna, this is gonna really hurt are you ready and you give them a little bit of pain but people feel more but mm-hmm. that feeling more pain just like feeling less pain is real these are real experiences you can see them in physiological responses in the body like this is not something you're imagining this is mm-hmm. real right right so it gets, But, you know, you take a step back from that, you start looking at things like, um, well, superstition is one, but also, you know, I, I, when I was writing my book, I was living in Mexico, and I got very interested in curses, you know, and sort of um, how basically having someone, and one, one thing I learned about curses from witch doctors was that uh, the curse isn't complete until you tell someone that they're cursed. And that's an important part of the magic. Well, I might argue that's... Most of it is telling someone that that self knowledge that there 's something wrong with them that someone has done something against them mm-hmm. can be uh, it can be uh, i 't want to say dangerous it can it can, it can cause physiological effects. I actually looked uh, up and down for someone who might have died as a result of of a belief and, and there are some interesting sort of anecdotal stories out there, but nothing I could really, um, you know, really lean on. But there, there's no question that when you believe something's happening to you, and again, one of the big questions with all of this is it doesn't happen to everybody. There seem to be certain people who are maybe more prone to this or certain times when they're more prone to this, it's very hard to track down. But mm-hmm. there are people... Um, in any group, whenever you do an experiment, there are people who have these experiences where you tell them, you know, uh, you know, this is going to hurt more, or this something bad is going to happen to you, and it affects their health, it affects their body, Absolutely. and and it's really hard to study, like I said, because you, you can't you can't start messing with people's minds in sort of negative ways like that, and and it's just not right. Um, but you can look at sort of traditional. Um, practices, and, and in my book, I even got myself cursed by witch doctors to see what would happen. <gasps> oh, um, You were
1: daring, Eric. Oh my gosh, Eric, we only have two minutes left. I realized that I had so many more questions to ask you, and I just am not going to be able to ask you all of them, but is there anything in the last, I hate to put you in a box like this, but in the last two minutes, is there anything that I haven't shared with my listening audience that you would like to share with them um, before we say goodbye? Uh, there's, I know, mean, can go box, on and on, um, right? But
2: it's yeah' there's so much yeah there's so much in there, but one of the things I would say is um, you know if, if you're going to try and um, you know and, and take something that might be a placebo, maybe you don't have full faith in or you know or, or you, you swear it works, but it doesn't seem to work in laboratory experiments. I would just say follow my three rules, which is make sure it doesn't put yourself in danger, make sure it doesn't put your pocketbook in danger and make sure it doesn 't put the world in danger. it shouldn't be an endangered animal or you know, and do you know some product that causes harm to the world? But if it's not, if it's not putting you in danger, if you're not taking, you know, taking it and then, you know, assuming you're protected against COVID, and it's not making you go broke, and you know, and it's and it's denying to the world. There's nothing wrong with, you know, toying around with your expectations, especially with something like chronic pain where it's just so hard to deal with in conventional medicine. Of course, I think that when you focus
1: on so much, I think when you're focusing on pain, crazy, 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 it makes it worse. You start to become like hypervigilant to it all, right? But anyway, Eric, I'm so sorry (laughs) we have to stop because I have totally enjoyed this and I really would love to ask you a zillion more questions, but we do need to stop. So I want to thank you for being on Talk with Francesca. It's really been a pleasure. It was great to have you back again.
2: Oh, it's so great to talk to you, Francesca. It's always,
1: it's always fun. All right, Eric. You take care and have a happy holiday. Uh, you too. All right. We need to wrap things up and say goodbye. I hope you enjoyed the show. It was so, so interesting. Um, If you missed part of the show, um, please hop on over to my iTunes page, and you can listen there. See you next week, same time, same place. Make it a great week.